Today, we invite a specialist on setting up your listings who's gonna give us tips ranging from image selection, A-plus content, Pinterest traffic, launching an off-Amazon brand, and more. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Did you know that just because you have a keyword in your listing, that does not mean that you are automatically guaranteed to be searchable, or as we say, indexed for that keyword. Well, how can you know what you are indexed for and not? You can actually use Helium 10's index checker to check any keywords you want. For more information, go to h10.me forward slash index checker. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon or Walmart world. We've got somebody who helps serious sellers from all over the world, Mark Casey. Mark, how's it going? Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you very Excellent. much. Now, where are, you, uh, where are you located? Are you in New York? Yeah, I'm in New York, currently in New York. Excellent. Excellent. So let, let's, you know, this is your first time on the show and, and I actually don't know too much about your, your backstory, uh, your superhero yep. origin story, as we call it here. So, um, I'll learn about it just along with everybody else. So, you know, uh, were you born and raised in New York? You, you go to university college out there? For sure. Yeah. So I was born and raised in New York. Um, I went to school and everything here. I have my degree in marketing. So I started off with doing like all marketing and branding. That's like how I originally started my whole, uh, my whole career. Then I was in uh, LA for a bit, and then after uh, you know while I was there, I got a job at like um, a company. They were actually the ones who originally started the whole essential oil, uh, like you know the diffusers. They were like the first company to kind of launch that. So they brought me in to kind of help out with all their marketing and branding. And at that time, they were just starting off with Amazon. And Amazon at that like I would say it was around like 2016 or so. It was it wasn't a joke, but it wasn't like serious. You know, it wasn't like what it is now. Um, so they brought me and they asked me if I wanted to take care of the Amazon department of things. So I was, I honestly was laughing at it. I didn't really see so much potential, but I said, I will. So I, you know, I, I started digging deep into the whole Amazon world, not knowing anything about it actually. Um, and just trying to scale their Amazon fast forward to what they are now. They're doing over a hundred million dollars on Amazon. They're, they're huge in their category and, and they're also in retail. They're in like Target, Walmart, Ulta, CVS, Rite Aid, you name it. They're all in the big box stores. So you kind of like learned on the job then as you Yeah, I I learned on the job. Then after a while, I'm like, hold on a second. Like, I feel like it's funny because I started networking with other people and they were just always asking me questions and whatnot. So I just started learning and networking, meeting a whole bunch of different people. And on my own, I started learning. So, and then... You know, it's funny. I remember someone asked me once, "Is like, hey, like, you know, we're putting an Amazon event together. Would you like to speak? And at that time, I, I like, I love networking. I wasn't like, I'm going to get up in front of people and start speaking. So he's like, look, there's only like 40 people come and, you know, we'll make it a thing. I'm like, okay, fine. So I got up to go speak and like everyone heard I was going to be speaking by this event, which I thought was like oh, the 40 people, wow, a small crowd. Ended up being 120 people in this room, all of them like staring at me like, what's this guy got to say? And I was just speaking about Amazon. But um, so from there, that's kind of how our agency was born, kind of combining uh, you know, all my marketing knowledge and experience and all my Amazon knowledge and experience. And that's kind of how we create our agency, kind of combining the both and, and using the same like strategies and techniques 
So when you got started with them, were, were, did you have like a nine to five job at the time or were you, yeah, were you working for it yourself? Was, it, was, it was more of a nine to five job and it was a very low pay, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm look, looking back at it now. What I do is I, I printed out my first paycheck from them and I frame it on my wall because it just it humbles me a bit. It's like, hey, you might remember whenever you used to work for a couple bucks over there, um, you know, and, and now like thank God, like I built like, my, you know, my whole empire for myself. But whenever I started there, it was, it was more of a basic job. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Did you ever start yourself selling on Amazon or have you just strictly been just like helping others, uh, you know, as a consultant or agency? Yeah. So I started briefly, but it just, first of all, I'm way too invested in my agency. That's A and B. I get all these calls with everyone telling me about all their problems on Amazon. So <laughs> I'm like, I'd rather be on the other side to help you, but uh, it's a lot more. But I, I have built um, and I do own my own brands off of Amazon. Off of Amazon? Yeah, off of Amazon, uh, it, which is funny. But, As in uh, like Shopify or what are we talking? Like actual brands, yeah. Like either Shopify or like actual brands that are in stores as well. Uh, and also like things that I like, you know, co-work with, um, with like my branding or my marketing, like ideas or techniques. Now, 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 you know, being somebody who knows about Amazon, what made you say, you know what, I'm not going to sell this product on Amazon. I'm just going to sell it off of Amazon. Sure. So there are pros and cons to selling on Amazon. Like, for example, one product we made was more of a luxurious product, right? Um, and even though there are luxurious products on Amazon, in some way, if you look at it, it might cheapen the product to say, hey, it's also sold on Amazon. Then you could say, hey, look, Gucci and there are other, you know, brand name and luxurious products are sold on Amazon. Um, but also a lot of them aren't. And, and just in that point of view for that specific brand, it didn't make sense to sell it on Amazon. Besides that, there are also a lot of benefits of keeping more of the profits and working directly and having more of the, like, you know, your customer's data and customer, everything database that Amazon doesn't give you access to. All right. So what's like your, what, what kind of, uh, you know, numbers are you doing on these off Amazon brand? Like what, what's your gross sales uh, about what have you built it up to? <laughs> um, well, one of them are more of a luxurious line. So that's holding around like 10 figures, um, which is funny because it was well, figures. What do you mean? 10 yeah. figures, 10 figures. You can go 10 figures as in $1 billion. Oh, sorry. Oh my God. Seven figures. I was thinking what in the world. <laughs> okay. Uh, everybody do not reach out to Mark for accounting help because he's going to really screw up your numbers. Oh my God. <laughs> he, he just, he just confused seven figures with 10 figures. I'm like, not 1 billion. That was like 1 trillion actually dollars. I don't even know what 10 figure, 10 figures are. That's, that's honestly hilarious. Oh my God. Right. I love it. Seven figures meaning around 10 billion. It's a, uh, it's a, it's <laughs> Seven figures is not 10 million either, Mark. Okay. I just must have. Eight figures is 10 million. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Sorry about that. Getting (laughs) close to 10 million. I I have a long day today. Okay. Now, 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 now here's my point in asking that is like, you know, once you build it up, even, even way before 17 figures or 10 figures or even seven figures, you know, once you get to a certain point, you've got a lot of like brand recognition out there. So, like, are you seeing demand for your brand on amazon like search have you ever looked at search volume like in helium 10 for your actual brand are there people trying to find you on amazon and not being able to find you that's fine so one of the projects that we're working on i looked it up on on helium 10 to see if the search volume and there was there was a, a significant amount of search volume which was a big push but again i'm not saying it's 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 not good to sell on amazon yeah. it is but there are pros and cons to both but for example amazon's not giving you a lot of that data but you could be using that data to get those customers to come back to you and to purchase from you again and retarget them through different ads and whatnot but amazon's not really giving you that option to do that they don't really give you their email and and that information 
Mm-hmm. Can bring the if you want to build a brand like and build like you know loyalty and returning customers, you can't do that specifically on Amazon. Sure, right? sure, yeah. yeah. Now you know obviously one of the advantages I'm sure you'd agree with with launching a product or brand on Amazon is you know you've already got the foot traffic there. You don't have to you know mm-hmm. do too much as far as trying to bring the eyeballs to your to your listing. You know you just got to know how to optimize right. But when you're launching off of Amazon, like how were you able to scale to what you did? you know, starting pretty much from scratch as far as the, the, the traffic goes. So that's like the, the, you know, I get asked often in regards to that, like, you know, whenever you want to launch an Amazon, all you have to do is get your SEO and whatever, right. And Amazon already built that database. So you just have to show up on the search results in order to be found and get customers and, and, and that foot traffic, like you said, when it comes onto off of Amazon, it's obviously much harder, but the reward in some way is much better. Um, what do we do? We did a lot of PR. We reached out to a lot of different, you know, we did things that were just out of the box, I would say. And that's what made us stand out from everyone else. So that, that's what I would say. Okay. Now, switching back to the platforms that, that we all know and love, just out of curiosity, um, your agency, are you guys helping people get on Walmart um, at all or, or manage that? Or, or how do you view the, the Walmart opportunity, you know, in 2022? Sure. So Walmart opportunity is actually quite big. It's it's growing. But what I would what I always say is I compare it to it's like the 2017 of Amazon. I think I feel mm-hmm. like it's up and coming, but nowhere close to the whole ecosystem yeah. that Amazon built for itself. Okay. Um, cool. We don't deal with specifically Amazon. Just to and you know, just your question. Uh, sorry, Walmart. Oh my God! I think I'm like drunk today. We don't deal with, <laughs> with Walmart, but we, we deal. Yeah, we deal more focused on Amazon. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, now speaking of Amazon, you know, I, I know most agencies are, are like A to Z, like, Hey, you probably know a little bit of everything, but, but do you guys, are you, are you personally, or, you know, your company like known to be like, Hey man, th- this company really has launches or keyword research or, or PPC. Like what would you say your specialty is where you feel that your knowledge and, and SOPs are kind of like above uh, other companies. Sure. So, uh, so actually, we don't offer everything. Um, oh, okay. we, yeah, yeah, no, that's the thing because I like to focus what I'm good at. I break it up into two categories: marketing and SEO. Uh, what that involves. Uh, uh, do you ever say I put the mark in marketing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry with the dad jokes, guys. But I couldn't help myself right there. Oh, that's funny. No, so we actually don't offer everything. And I say I like to focus what we're good at. Um, the main thing what people really like to use us for, and we work with big brands out there. We work with with people who are very, very large. And I I asked them straightforward. I said, how come you're contacting us to help you with your listings if you have a huge in-house design team? And they said, mm-hmm. it's because our in-house design team knows how to design, but they don't know how to market specifically for Amazon. So I would say that's where we stand out is because our mindset is very different. If you want graphics, you can go on five. You could get graphics, right? That's that's easy, but it doesn't mean you're getting the strategy and the science behind it. I would say there's really a, a real, a lot of strategy, a lot of science and techniques that I've learned and worked over the years that I know in many different categories on what works and how to bring out the selling points. Mm-hmm. So I would say for yeah, for listing creation, um, like all that design kind of stuff, and then more of SEO. I've studied the algorithm for quite some time, so I understand that you know. So when you say like listing creation, like like the initial uh, you know structure of you know uh, you know where to put the right keywords and how to set up the 
the images and, and things like that? Is that what you're referring to? Yeah. And also it's also like the dirty work. Like we actually go and we do all the market research, the Amazon research. We do all the graphics for you, the photo editing, the marketing, the branding. We're really creating a product. And a lot of people think like, oh, they just put it on Amazon. And then afterwards, we'll just fix up the images and whatever. But there's so much more behind it, when uh, it's, which is a very big mistake to yeah. do. On you know to do it right from the first part, and that way your your product could be launched successfully. All right, well let's go ahead and start talking about your best listing optimization tips. Then you know we mm-hmm. actually just did a a webinar where we went into all the kind of different things that's change, and and I do this webinar like once every one to two years, and right. it's very different. Like the one mm-hmm. I just did a couple months ago because of how you know different Amazon is. You know sure. now there's more bullet points. You know now yeah. there's like A plus content and, and and how you know how that ties in. Now you know a lot of front ends uh, or you know you're not able to put subject matter in some things and, and the, you know the search terms has gone from like 5000 characters to 500 to 2 you know like there's all these different things. So mm-hmm. let's let's just get some of your best uh tips now for what you guys feel you do differently as far as listing optimization. And, you know, don't, I know you're not going to say, all right, Hey, put your top keyword in your title. I mean, I mean, <laughs> l- let's talk about some more, some more, some more uh, in the weeds kind of stuff than just the stuff everybody knows. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, well, just to address whatever you said, uh, it's so true. Amazon is really changing every single day and like, you really have to be on top of it because uh, they're changing so many things that really affect your listing. So when it comes to tips, there's honestly so many out there. I would say is like, okay, well, the number one thing I speak about and, People have found a lot of success with it, but it becomes a little bit controversial is whenever I tell people, don't put your brand name in your title, right? Make the first four or five uh, words. You say don't put it in at all? Oh, you, you could either put it at the end or don't put it at, in at all. Yeah. But but what, what, what do you say then when, when Amazon sometimes like if you don't have your, your brand in your title – then sometimes Amazon might go and change it and, and lock it. That hasn't happened to any of your um, customers no. who don't put it in. So that's the thing. Whenever I say people bug out, I'm like, no, I'm like, try it on one of your listings uh-huh. that are medium performing. Okay. Don't try it on your best seller. Just try okay. I said, put your first four or five main keywords or that are, are about your product um, on the beginning of your title. Take out your brand name completely. If you really want to put it, put it on the end of your brand name. People said overnight they started seeing results. And the reason yep. is because Amazon gives priority to those first four or five keywords. And even yep. besides Amazon, shoppers, whenever they're shopping, especially on mobile where it's cut off the title, you, yeah. you don't want it to be that the, the main space filled up with your brand name. No one's really looking for your brand name right now. People are really looking for, hey, this is an exfoli- exfoliating face pad or whatever it is. And that stands out. And people understand your product much quicker than having to sift through all the random words and brand names yeah. to find your product. Okay. All right. So that's, you know, yeah, I mean, definitely that's part of the, the Maldives honeymoon strategy we talk about is how, it, I don't know, this is just my opinion, mm-hmm. but you know, title has always been important, but like, I would say in the last two and a half years or two years, especially like, it just seems like, you know, you change one little thing on the title, you'll instantly see like the impact. So it just, you know, I, I, unless somebody's trying to backdoor secret information from Amazon, nobody really knows uh, exactly the formula of the algorithm, but just in yeah. my opinion, from what I've seen, that doing things to your title has a bigger impact than it did like three, four years ago. Definitely. No, I agree. And even with the same thing when it comes to bullet points is that people put emojis and just make it a whole long, I'm like, dude, your bullet points are your bullet points. They're not your description. And even putting that aside, no one's reading descriptions and bullet points anymore. It's like before everyone said no one reads your description. And now no one's even reading the bullet points. People will. And obviously in different categories, it depends. So don't hold me on that. But my main point is that people are very visual and you need to be able to target and sell your product really quickly within your infographics. You 
people when people go, they scroll, and if they don't like it, they're gonna they're gonna go to someone else. That that that's how it is with Amazon. If it's not you, it's someone else. It's not it's not like you know your you, all the products with your competitors are pretty similar. I'm sure yours are better and somehow, but if it's if it's gonna be if your product looks outdated or just doesn't look good, it's not appealing. People just go out and go to someone else, and then. So I, I said this before, and then someone came over to me and said, no, you know, I'm just going to leave my listing regular and my A-plus content, I'll go all out. I said, that's very stupid. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is that why would you wait for someone, someone barely even going on your listing, right? You're going to wait for someone to scroll down to go learn about your product. You have to be able to catch their eye within the first 15 to 30 seconds of them being on your on your listing. If you're not selling your product on time, if you if they're not understanding what it is and why they should buy it, why they're going to benefit from it, or why to buy yours rather than someone else's, their, their attention is going to go elsewhere, especially with 110 different ads and pop-ups and newer model available and sponsored and all those display ads. That's how it is. That's why you have to make sure to show why you're the best and why they should purchase from you rather than someone else. Okay. So what are some of these things that you're doing to, to make sure that happens? Sure. So whenever it's by your infographics, people just often just use, just put a picture of someone using their product. That's not enough. You, what, what we like to do is it's combine a lifestyle image and an infographic together. So showing someone using their product, but putting like clear symbols or, and saying, or like clear icons and saying, Hey, this is the benefit A, B and C that stands out. So people understand, Hey, this is why I like the product or a lot of people just do infographics about the product themselves and they don't use someone, they don't show someone using the product. And even besides Amazon in a marketing perspective, that really hurts your product a lot because by having it there, right, your mind um, subconsciously already is, is, is relating the product to their emotion. So in your mind, even if you're not thinking about it, your mind is thinking, Hey, if I get this product, I will be relieved from pain. I will be happy. I'll be excited or whatever it is. Right? So when your mind connects the two dots together and says, Hey, this product is going to solve my issue through a lifestyle image, you're, you're already, you're already 10 steps ahead from your competitor or, or even if just you using infographics alone. Okay. What are you suggesting as far as um, videos? Like, are you saying, hey, everybody should definitely make one image in your stack uh, a video? Or are there some cases where that doesn't make sense? Usually video does really, really good on listings, uh, 100%, because it speaks to them. Uh, so that's like even going to the next step. Well, first is making sure your infographics are there. But if you have that, you want to go to the next step. Video is important because that's what speaks to someone. That's what sets the tone of your product. Because you think about it. At the end of the day, you're just on a screen. You're not there to explain your product. You're not, there's no word, there's no emotions, there's nothing involved. But once you set, once you put a video, you're setting a tone, you're setting an emotion and you get to explain your product much easier than you would with just infographics alone. It catches people's attention too. You have like um, a time limit or like a, um, a target time on how long the videos can be? Yeah, or not should more, be, I should say. Yeah, yeah, no, it should be. It shouldn't be more than 30 seconds. If it's an explainer video, that's a whole nother story. But your video shouldn't be more than 30 seconds. Um, and within the first three seconds, it has to be a hook that will get the, the customer to stay on your video. And that's a proven thing that if within the first three seconds, your video is not exciting enough, they will just go exit out and go on to something else. So you have to make sure the hook is good and not waste the time with your brand, your logo, and a whole introduction, you don't need that. You do that at the end. In the beginning, you catch their attention, and now you have them hooked to, to watch the rest of the 10 to 20 to 30 seconds. Okay. What else uh, about on, on the topic of listing optimization? Um, you know, do you have like, you know, as far as 
tips on how to get indexed or how to make sure the Amazon algorithm knows you're relevant, things like that? Yeah. Okay. So, well, first of all, I always say is that um, people underestimate the power of Spanish keywords. Um, a lot of times people say, oh yeah, I'm just having a listing and why would I put it in Spanish? It's not in Mexico, but like, that's literally the stupidest thing ever that there are yeah. many, many people in America who speak Spanish and are going on Amazon and, ter- and typing in the product in Spanish. So now imagine if you just input these in your backend search terms, if, if, just put them there. You're not, you need, you could even do advertisement on them, but if you're putting them in there and you're indexed and getting ranked, you just got all those sales that your competitor didn't get because you thought of this. So that's a, um, B, once it comes to indexing. So this cool trick I found is, and, and it really works literally wonders. We had a, someone who sold KN95 masks during COVID. Okay. And um, mm-hmm. now imagine a getting indexed for the keyword without getting flagged and B just getting yeah. indexed for the keyword period. So I told him, I was like, do A, B, and C, which I'm about to say, and, and see how that goes for you. And he got indexed right away for a crazy amount of keywords. Um, so what we did was he got, um, he got his friends to ask a question about the product on the listing using those main keywords. So for example, let's say in this case, KN95. So he would get one of his friends or someone to ask, hey, is this KN95 mask? Da, 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 da. And then the seller answers the question as a seller, yes, this KN95 mask is 100% da, 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 with, and just keep inputting the keyword you want to index for that is the quickest way you can possibly index your listing and the reason being is because let's say you just put in your title bullet points that takes time for amazon to learn um let's say you do ppc that will work but it also takes time to click and get purchases and for to learn your the first day you launch your your product and or whatever it is first week or whatever and someone's already inputting that keyword into the question amazon picks it up right away and starts indexing you for literally almost automatically so then this would be for um, like keywords, maybe that you don't even, you're not even indexed for yet, or maybe there are forbidden keywords or something that, you know, you couldn't put into your listing. And so you have to kind of, uh, you know, get indexed for it in, in other ways. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it really works because he couldn't use KN95 in his in his listing officially because of like a whole bunch of, I don't know, stuff when COVID was going on. So yeah. he did it through the question and answers and it worked wonders. He really got ringed. And, and there was only like maybe 30 sellers in that category that were really approved. And he was able to get ranked and was selling, I think, for how he told me every day he's sending 5,000 containers um, a day just to refill stock. And, you know, who, who knows how many masks were in those 5,000 containers. But yeah. Okay. Now, um, what are some of the biggest mistakes as far as listing optimization that you see sellers, you know, probably a lot of sellers who I'm sure come to you, it's not like they're brand new and this is their first Amazon listing, but they probably have existing listings and then you guys go in or like, what in the world was this person thinking? Like, <laughs> what are some of the biggest mistakes that you think you, you sure. can warn people about? Famous misunderstanding or misconception that people think is like, they, they think that their A plus content like replaces their description. So, Many, many, many people, when they approach us, uh, we see their A-plus content is just a design, but they don't take advantage of the wording and all the keywords you could be putting under. So they're like flaunting. Yeah, we have such a nice listing. It's amazing. I'm like, honestly, yeah, your design's amazing, but where's your description? Like, what do you mean? We have a description. I'm like, no, you don't look. And then you see, like, what do you mean? I never, you could put words there. Like, yeah, that is your description. Amazon does give you relevancy and indexing for the keywords you were putting under the images. So now all the images you're putting on the actual image, uh, sorry, all the keywords you're putting on the image itself are what's indexing you. Amazon doesn't really pick that up. Maybe through their algorithm, they'll pick it up, but not for an indexing purpose. It's for understanding your product better. 
But all the keywords you're putting under the words of the EBC, that is what's going to get you ranked. Okay. So when you say under the image, is that like the, the alt text or the... Im, um, no, the description. Of- there's, an, uh, there's a box where you could put a straight up description. Just many people don't utilize it. But well, now when I, whenever I've tested that, if you're talking about the regular A plus content, like... I've almost never had anything get indexed uh, in there. It's like very rare, like not, stuff in the back end description I do. No, for sure. No, I'm not saying that's your number one place to, to put the I wouldn't say to mm-hmm. put your main keywords there instead of your title and bullet points and, and back end keywords. What I'm saying is that places there are more opportunity for you to be putting other types of keywords in there. Even if people are not reading it specifically or whatever it is, it's still very important to be putting keywords there. And we've seen yeah. it. We've seen results from it. I, I definitely, the one thing I do see over there is you almost get indexed immediately on Google, where even if it wasn't in your listing and then you put it in there and maybe you're not even indexed for that keyword on, on, on Amazon, but like in Google, you'll get indexed right away for the, really? that, that a plus, um, I never even paid attention to that. I never, I never, yeah, oh, okay, that's yeah. A- do some tests on that. I'd be curious because the reason I was asking about that other thing, and I haven't been able to duplicate it much myself, but people kept saying, oh yeah even though the description maybe doesn't always get you indexed in A plus content, but if you use that alt text or image text um, and put keywords in there, but when I tried it, it didn't work like all the time. So, so it looks like a lot of this stuff is hit or miss, but one thing for sure we, we tell people is keep your backend old description, even though it doesn't show anymore, it'll, it'll help you. um, It'll help you uh, stay indexed. Now, you talked about you know the Amazon algorithm. So, so yes, the, the listing optimization is more for like, Hey, making your customers happy. And, and, and appealing to the customers, but what kind of SEO things are you doing so that you keep the Amazon algorithm happy? Exactly. Okay. So the number one thing, which uh, another mistake, like you said, um, that people do is like people go and spend like a thousand dollars on a top copywriter to write a listing for them. And they're so happy about it, but they don't understand that. Yes, it sounds amazing. If it was on a regular website, it sounds amazing. If it was on a Shopify site, but when it comes to Amazon, it's not just about it sounding amazing. There are a lot of keywords in there that you're missing. So, for example, like, you know, we analyzed his, his, his listing and we saw that all the keywords combined, he could have had over 250,000 search volume um, on his listing. Um, so we input his listing and we saw that he only had, I think, five or 10,000 search volume on on his listing with the keywords being used. So I went back and asked him, I was like, is this copywriter, like, did they optimize it for Amazon? He's like, I don't know. It just sounds so good. I'm like, yeah, it sounds so good, but you're missing all the Amazon things. Like, yeah, you have to please the customer. That's for sure. You have to make sure it sounds good, appealing, and, and someone wants to buy it. But you can easily accomplish so many keywords. You could be putting so many, so many keywords that give you search volume, and at the same time for it to sound good. It's not impossible. People think it's impossible. So I don't keyword stuff, but you could still come with a very good copy, but uh, you know, secretly putting in all those Amazon keywords. Because at the end of the day, yes, you're, ser- you're, you know, you're serving the, the customer, but realistically, you need to teach Amazon about your product. You need to teach Amazon the relevancy that this keyword is relevant and, and, and makes sense is associated with your product. Okay. Um, what are some, some, some tricks of how you decide which ones are the most important? Because obviously, you know, you, you can do your research in Helium 10 and, you know, find 5,000 keywords related yeah. to the listing. You can't have 5,000 words in, in phrase form. So, so how do you pick, like, do you have a number of you target like, hey, the rest of these ones, I just got to make sure I have the individual keywords so I can get indexed, mm-hmm. you know, for it. But these ones I need to have in phrase form. Like you have a magic number of how many you're, you're targeting for that. 
what we do is create the copy and then see for other words that we can swap out with these keywords. So let's say, for example, like we came up with whatever whatever keyword, right? And then we see a similar one that's available to use with more search volume. So we would swap it out and make sure the, the sentence makes sense. So is there a main number that we would target? I don't have a specific main number, to be honest with you. Um, but I would go after the ones not only to have more search volume. We would look at the like the you know the score that that it gives us, um, the search volume and the, com- the and with the competition. And then whatever we don't use within the title, bullet points, and description, then we'll put that in the back end. And same thing with like Spanish keywords. We would save all the Spanish keywords for the back end listing because I feel if you put in the front, it's just confusing your yeah. you know your customers. But definitely has so much benefit if you put in the back end of your listing. What's some real world experiences you can give us? You don't have to mention the product or the customers or anything where mm-hmm. where either one of these strategies you're talking about or maybe something else that you haven't uh, talked about where you know they were at this level before they were doing maybe this numbers and then boom, they did this and their conversion rate went up or their sales went up by X percent or something like that. Does any like, like cool stories come out, uh, stick out in your mind? So there's this one uh, customer of ours that is in the health and beauty industry. And he has a pretty competitive product, but he started around the same time as his competitor. His competitor has, I think, close to 75,000 reviews on his listing. He has around, I think, 10,000 reviews on his listing. Um, What did he do? He spent three months and I don't even know how much money to perfect his main image. And whenever he told me this, I, I told him straightforward, I think you're crazy. I said, why are you spending so much time on your main image? Just come up with something good that stands out enough and you're fine. He said, no, the main image is what starts the funnel. That's what starts the story. That's what gets you the click. So then I was brainstorming with him and I, and I didn't understand what he was saying. But after three months of him perfecting it, he said, look where we started and look where we are now. Our conversion rate went through the roof after just making these couple of tweaks and adjustments because compared to our competitor when we're standing right next to him, this little feature of the bottle of whatever shade or whatever we did made us stand out much more. And we we, we started selling much more of, of this specific product that he was working on. So whenever it comes to the main image, so that then, then that's what I start to say now too because I've seen it time after time is that your main image is very important. That's like the top of the funnel, I would say. And that same thing with off of Amazon too, but more specifically on Amazon, is that the top of the funnel is the main image because that's where you get your initial click. But th- it doesn't just stop there. That, so that's another mistake people make is like, yeah, let me have an amazing main image, but my infographics are <laughs> the <they're> crap. <laughs> you know, but so, so let's say you worked hard on the SEO, you're ranked now, fine. Now you have an amazing main image and you got that click, but now your conversion rate is going to suck because if, if you finally got that click and you finally got everything, and let's say your price point is good, but when, when they don't understand your product and you're not going to purchase it, your conversion rate is going to drop like crazy. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, what are some just like quick hitting tips? Let, let's close the episode with, with a few of your your top strategies. Anyway, you've been giving us strategies throughout this episode, but but what are some maybe um, – 30 second ones you can give us like that you think that that sets you guys apart or that your customers are implementing that you probably assume that the majority of our listeners might not be, uh, might not know about or might not be doing. 
Sure. So underratedly, I mean, we don't even deal with it, but it's just a very good strategy we've seen time after time. Um, is Pinterest and Pinterest ad like outside, first of all, outside traffic, we could speak around an hour about it. Um, outside traffic is so important on Amazon and I'm sure everyone knows, but that doesn't mean running Facebook ads because Amazon sees what Facebook is and they'd have different priority levels for each traffic that comes in. So in Amazon's eyes, Pinterest is a very high level priority and people are not tapping into that. I've seen so many good results. Obviously TikTok is great and all these things are great, but when it comes to Pinterest, it, what's what's the main difference, right? Just to break it down real quick. When you whenever you're doing a Facebook ad, you put a hundred dollar ad spend. After the hundred dollars is spent, your ad is in the air. It's not existent anymore. A Pinterest ad, or whenever you're making a pin on Pinterest, it's like a blog, but it stays there almost forever. So it's a blog for your product more specifically. But you get these influencers to make pins about your product. And you get articles written about your product that just age and stay there forever. And then if you want to take it up to the next notch, whenever you link it, if you, you know, obviously linking it through, a, you know, a good URL through an Amazon URL, you can also get all that Amazon rank too. So you're getting the organic sales and you're getting a lot of, you know, attribution with different keywords too. So how, how do you, what, what's your strategy as far as deciding what kind of image to use and then how you're describing it? And, and does everyone definitely have a link that goes to the to the Amazon listing, or how do you get discovered on, on Pinterest? How do you do SEO for Pinterest? Because yeah, sure, you, you can pin anything, but if you're on you know page seventy five of the results, it doesn't really doesn't really matter. No, for sure. So that plays into the second thing. So once it's on Pinterest, there there is Pinterest SEO, and obviously very different than Amazon, and very different than Google. Um, you would want that's where the influencers are very important because they already have like these pins, and I'm not hundred percent familiar on how it works to the fact that I can speak so much about it. I just know the general idea. But once these influencers are the ones pinning your your you know your whatever your product or your article and they're making they're making articles on your behalf, I would say, and then linking it to your product, then that gets you SEO on the Ah, so it's not necessarily you as the brand posting your own products. Exactly. You're getting other people to um meaning for the pins, but you could do ads. The Pinterest ads you could do as a brand. But then I'm going to take it to the next step. Now, now imagine getting those articles ranked on Google. So now you have double the amount of SEO, meaning you have the Pinterest SEO for the platform itself. And those Pinterest articles, I'm sure you know when you search a recipe or something, a solution to something, you always see like the Pinterest things come up. So now imagine your article is part of a solution or part of a blog that solves an issue, but now that's showing up on Google. So now you're getting a three-way funnel, meaning you're getting the Google SEO. Uh, for the Pinterest, and then you're getting the Pinterest SEO, and then ultimately you're getting the Amazon SEO through everything coming in through, meaning whatever through the whole entire funnel that you just yeah. Did that. yeah. <laughs> All right, what are what are the, that, that's Pinterest? Well, what else can you uh, give us that you think that that people um, might not be utilizing uh, enough? So we did this for one of our clients. So what they did was, um, well, first of all, the newer model available feature is. is super underrated and very, very powerful. And people underestimate uh, how you can even get it. I was like, no, you can't get it unless you do it through the, this way, a black hat way. But no, Amazon gives you the option to do a newer model available, obviously, whenever it's related to the product. But I, we use this part of our, our launching strategies whenever someone's launching a similar product whatnot. We ask Amazon for them to be the one to input um, the newer model available for their product. And it helps in so many different ways in regards to traffic. We did a whole case study on this. In regards to traffic, it helps with all the keyword indexing because Amazon gives all the traffic. Let's say someone typed in plastic water bottle, right? Um, and then they clicked on listing A and then it went to newer model available. 
through that funnel, Amazon still gives the the the, the ranking juice, so to say, from plastic water bottle and from listing A to the finalized listing of them per- clicking and purchasing it. Cool. What's your um, uh, you know, at your company, what do you think is the team's favorite uh, tool of Helium Ten, and, and how do you guys use it? The magnet tool, super super useful, um, especially if you really learn to. Um, how to use the filters and whatnot. And it really shows you down, like to the end of the day, like the down pat numbers. Um, very easy to find keywords. Also the keyword tracker. Um, I really, really like it. And we plays kind of hand in hand together. Cool, cool. Um, I believe you guys are uh, one of the sponsors, right? For our upcoming yeah. uh, conference that's coming up at the end of the year. Exactly, yeah. We have a booth there and we're sponsoring uh, one of the after parties. Awesome. Awesome. So guys, if you haven't got tickets yet for our uh, Sell and Scale Summit, go to h10.me forward slash s3, h10.me forward slash s3. You guys are in our uh, directory too. So if you want to reach out uh, to Mark and his team, uh, you can either go to directory.helium10.com or or how else can people find you on the interwebs out there? So houseofamz.com. And then I know this one's a little bit controversial, but amazonseo.com. <laughs> Amazon as you, you nobody's ever come after you for having that uh, domain. That's why I'm like scared to say it, but I mean it's there for now <laughs> and it's very easy to remember. So AmazonSEO.com. Yeah. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, Mark, thanks for sharing your uh, knowledge and experience with us. And we'll be seeing you in September yes. in Vegas. And uh keep up with the good work. Talk to you later. Thank you.